0: Hi everybody, this is Corey with Flip Connect. Today I'm going to talk about my first boot camp, probate. So I was looking at all kinds of different options on how to get into the marketplace back in 2005-2006. And probates made a lot of sense to me. Um, property needs to be disposed of. Typically in a probate, someone has passed on and the property also typically has been paid off or as they have lived there for quite some time. And so there's a, there's a good opportunity to um, you know, take on a property that uh, may be a sore point for family members or friends that have to take care of the estate. And this is something typically that uh, they, they, they may not want to, to take on um and somebody who is handling a probate would be an executor executrix is the feminine of that terminology uh, there are various other terms for it but somebody who's in control of the assets of someone who has passed on has to deal with all kinds of elements um, there there are uh, there are people that uh, are owed a debt from the probate, from the estate, rather. There are people that uh, are family members that are owed the uh, proceeds after all of the debts have been paid off. And, you know, there's, there's quite a few steps and there's quite a few emotional connections, and, and dealing with the loss of a loved one is, is a difficult thing. Dealing with their asset and, particularly, in properties. There are oftentimes people that live in other states and they take on this property and now they're forced to deal with it. They may live in New York and the person passed away in Texas, in California or somewhere else across the world, perhaps. But they are oftentimes properties that nobody wants in terms of the estate is concerned in terms of the people that are involved with the estate so it's, it's a good opportunity to to pick up an asset in its current unre, unre, uh, unrestored condition and the efficiency with this is you can purchase a property and make your improvements control your cost keep your costs relatively low as compared to what it would take for them being an out-of-state responsible party, repairing a property, paying retail, hiring a general contractor to do the work, oftentimes that can be inhibitively expensive and and so probate offers a, a good solution for the investor and an option for the executor to let go of the asset and receive a reasonable dollar amount on the property based on based on current current values based on the existing condition of the property so on and so forth so my focus really on this one is to talk about the boot camp the probate boot camp experience specifically in in this case this was quite a quite a few years ago and I was inexperienced and I was looking although I had bought a few properties and I was looking for an opportunity to, get in and out of properties, to flip properties, to take on control of of a property and and make the renovations and put it out there in the market and sell it retail. I did not have an agent other than the retail agent that I used to buy my other property, properties, um, outside of, uh, outside of my area, but I was in the Bay Area in Contra Costa County and I wanted to see if I can flip a few properties. So, you know, I was watching some TV and noticed that uh, this program from J.G. Banks uh, made a lot of sense to me. So I went ahead and talked to my wife about it and said, you know, I was interested in in moving forward with this. And this is my first step to, you know, getting involved in uh, in doing this as a profession. And, you know, based on what I shared with you in my my previous episode, I, I needed a job. So this this made sense to me. I was willing to put the investment out there and I, I talked with her and she was okay with putting the investment out there. I think it was about $3,000 at the time. And so, yeah, I went to a training in San Jose. It was a three day three day training. Uh, first first day was, to my recollection, it was, it was an overview of probate and what it meant and the terminology and everything else involved in that. Uh, case studies, uh, talked about the trainers, Bios, you know, the people that were actually training the class, that were teaching the the, the uh, attendees in the class, and uh, gave a glimpse into how they operated their businesses, and of course they lined in with how they operated their business on the systems and software that uh, the, the the program had to offer, which is a selling point, obviously, to the to the attendees of the uh, of the bootcamp. So, you know, they're going to go into that pitch, and uh, so everything they said kind of, re- you know, went back into the reinforcement of, you know, this is how I manage my leads, this is how I, you know, keep track of, of all the activity and the, and the deals and, and, and analyze them, and, you know, here are the financial models we use and how we plug and play, and it's, you know, uh, user-friendly so on and so forth so that was that was their pitch you know their job is to uh, monetize this training and to make as much additional sales as possible uh, during during the training and that's fine you know I expected that I wanted to come in and get a general overview of how it's done and then start it on my own do it my own way but take the training and the basics uh, and the essentials of, of what it means to to uh, to to run this strategy and, and, and monetize it. And I didn't, I didn't need their software. I didn't need their, their, their coaching. Although many people could benefit from that. I'm just, I just prefer to do it my own, on my own, in my own way. And uh, if, if I do need it in the future, I will see that need. And then I will hire, hire out for those, those people that can fill those needs as I see fit. But at that time, I just wanted to survey the class, get as much information as I could, and then go out there and try it out. So, that's uh, day one. Day two, day two, there was more case studies. There's techniques, um, talking more about the proprietary systems that they had, which I'm sure were great. They I'm sure they offered the good benefits to people. But you know, I I have my own systems. I I use Microsoft products, and I am able to you know, write decent notes and keep track of everything on my own. So I I didn't, I didn't see the need to spend several thousand dollars more to try their system, which may or may not have worked for me. You know, I wanted to get out there and and take what they taught and, and, and put it into action and then see what I need from that point. I can always go back and purchase their program if I wanted to. So, you know, 3000 was enough for me, uh, day. So that was more of more of the training, more of the software pitches and everything else. Day three, networking, a uh, lot more sales pitching, um, software program. They had a uh, consulting sessions, and it was really focused on, on, you know, buy the program, buy the program, buy the program. So I went through all that. I, I gained everything I needed from it. I wrote copious notes, and then, you know, I just went out there and started generating leads. So day 20, so that's day three. You know, I was done with it. I came back home, kind of digested everything, read through my notes, started looking around to see, you know, where the county courthouse was, what's available in the probate records room, how the records room worked, who, who worked there, and, you know, what I'm allowed to grab and not grab in terms of files and, and you know, space to work to pull my records and everything else, so. Um, you know, I, I could talk more about the specifics on the probate and we can actually get into that probate is actually a, a pretty good lead generator. Um, at that time, and like I said, I was surveying and I, I, I must've wrote, uh, I don't know, two, 300 letters, sent them out on properties that, uh, addresses that seemed to make sense and were able to get into multiple properties and, and take a look at them and and make an offer on the property issue i ran to ran into at that time i didn't have partners at that time and i just you know this is my first thing i tried out so so you know I put all these numbers together and everything made sense but where do i get the money where do i where do i go from here you know the next steps so that consulting that uh you know signing up with their with their uh, program may have helped in that way, although the software system would would only get me so far. It's it's the access to lenders. It's the partnering with people, bringing people on board. That that's the most important part of it, and I didn't. I, that wasn't available um, with their system, at least from the three days that I I I, I researched it. In the th- three days that I was in that training program, I didn't see that they had an option. Um, for funding and for partnerships joint ventures so I, I didn't generate you know I generated leads but I did not um, I did not close any deals at that point and that's kind of where I made my segue into well let's look into something else you know the segue was was commercial real estate so I really I kind of leaned more towards that uh, this was a good thing just to get me out the door yeah I did spend three thousand dollars and I didn't make money at that point but to be fair, down the road, when I moved to Texas, when I set up my franchise and started working those leads and realized that I need additional leads outside of what I pay into my franchise, in terms of marketing, I need additional leads outside of that to get enough opportunities. You know, I'm trying to buy 30 to 40 houses a year, and uh, you, you spend so much on direct mail, you spend so much on on. Newspaper, Yellow Page ad, um, other coll- other media collateral, um, direct mail, as I said, um, uh, radio, and some television ad spots from the franchise, that, that gets you so much and you share, you, you have a certain ad share, ad, ad, rev- um, ad spend share that you get. So at that time, I think we had seven franchise franchisees in town and we all spent a certain amount of money. I spent a minimum of five thousand dollars per month in my franchise just on advertising and that was five shares so with seven people um, you know everyone paid varying amounts five thousand was the minimum some paid ten 000, twenty thousand dollars so there's certain others that maybe were starting to go out of is they couldn't pay as much they paid less than five and that was that was a Kind of a loss to them, but um, you know, for every let's say every fifty phone calls, I would get a fraction of those. If uh, everyone was spending five thousand dollars per month, then I would receive, and let's say for an example, there were five five franchises paying five thousand a month, no more, no less. That group would it would be twenty five. So. Uh, 25 shares. Now I'd have five per, I'd have five shares of that 25 shares. So I'd have 20 percent of the of the shares. Of every hundred calls come in, I get 20. So and it would be in rotation. And so I would receive a certain amount of calls, and those calls would would be, Hey, I want to sell my house. Or sometimes it would be, Take me off your list. So you'd spend that money. Sometimes you get 20 calls in a whole month, and three or four or five of them would be, Take me off your list. I had to find other ad rev, uh, ad, um, advertising sources uh, to, one, lower my overhead, eliminate the competition of the other franchisees in terms of call rotation so I get 100% of these calls coming in uh, using my own leads. So probate really popped in at that point. That gave me a great opportunity. So I had, I had staff. I, had my, I set up my own office. I had my wife and I were working. Um, full-time we had a full-time buyer we had a part-time buyer we had an administration assistant there's five people working and and often on we would have different people that we'd hire and sometimes let go and sometimes quit but we'd always have this this rotating group of people that would would help run our business and so we would we would have um, somebody go out so typically my administration assistant she'd get paid a certain amount to go out the probate records room uh, my wife would train her on probates. i trained my wife and she would train them and she would go out to the probate records room with her and and, and show her how to pull the leads and put it together in a spreadsheet bring it back to the office create leads send them out uh, we'd hire direct mail fulfillers to do that we would do handwritten letters as well handwritten letters worked very well. At one point in time, we we're getting about 18% response rate. It was phenomenal. It was a lot of work. It was relatively low overall lead volume, but they were very good leads. And we closed quite a few properties uh, through, through probate. So I'm gonna say that's day 700 after this. So there's several years after probate that I probate training that I actually went out there and implemented it based on need. So initially I'm going through this discovery process. What works for me, what doesn't work for me. I didn't have any infrastructure set up at the beginning. So I went through this training. I got some good information. I was able to go out on appointments, kind of get my feet wet. Had I kept going in that process, I, I would have generated more and more leads. I would have found lenders, I would have found partners, you know, that would have that would have turned into something larger. But my goal was to shift into commercial real estate. And that's that's where you know my next my next steps were where all my other trainings went uh, out of the multiple tens of thousands of dollars that I spent I'd somewhere around seventy thousand dollars that I spent in in boot camp trainings and um, consulting fees and everything else travel all that required to go out to these programs but uh this did pay off and to this day we still buy probate generated leads uh by properties from from probate generated leads, and it works so that's my experience that's um kind of unscripted off the cuff hopefully that helps out gives you kind of general idea of what i went through what you could expect from going through a probate program is to get the essential information and honestly you can get that from a book You could pay 20, 30 bucks and and get a book that will walk you through everything. Honestly, I could train you right now in the next 30 seconds. Go to the probate records room at typically at your county courthouse. Ask for the records dated in the last six months. Pull those records, look for, inside those records, look for property you can skim through the pages and look for f- numbers. Once you see dollar amounts, typically that's that's property. Write down the address of the property if it's available. Write down all the contact information from the file for the attorney and for the executor of the estate. Mail a letter to the executor of the estate stating that you are a real estate investor and you are interested in buying the property that the executor is responsible for and put their name in there and say, please give me a call. I'd love to take a look at the property and see if we can make a deal. They will call you when they call you book the appointment, go out and take a look at the property. Then there's a whole process on how you do that. But essentially you got to go out and look at the values. You can contact a real estate attorney to get the value for the property, a real, uh, real estate agent to get a property value. You can look at Zillow, you can look at all kinds of things. You can at the, you can look at the uh, appraisal, tax appraisals value of the property. Um, you can even pay for an appraisal but get the property value determine what you think it needs for renovations get some bids on what it would cost to do the renovations take the total value minus the the renovations and then that's your baseline determine all the cost it would take for you to buy, renovate, sell the property including the commissions for agents fees uh, title, insurance and Financing fees and everything in between. Gather all that, all that, all that financial data. Subtract it from the after repair value of the property. That is your break even. So if a property is worth two hundred thousand dollars and it will take fifty thousand dollars to do to buy buy and sell the property, all costs of goods sold, including. Uh, construction fees, including financing fees, including uh, interest tax, principal interest tax and insurance and you know, everything else there, PITI. And let's say that's $50,000. So the houses were 200000 It's gonna cost you 50000 to buy, fix, and sell. So you have to buy it for less than $150,000 obviously. So your profit margin is gonna be anything you negotiate below that $150,000. So typically, if you're gonna get funding on this without paying an absorbent amount out of pocket on funding, you need to buy it at 70 cents on the dollar. You know, 75, 82.5, these were the peak of the market in 2019, Uh, this is 2020, coming on to 21, and you know, we're in the middle of COVID, pandemic everything else do not buy anything based on the peak market buy something based on the lowest market in 2008 in terms of the loan to value factoring not in terms of the overall price because the median price has risen and it'll continue to go up over time but you know you're going to want to um, look at the old way of evaluating 70 cents on the dollar 65 cents on the dollar is even better I'm buying things at 30 cents on the dollar depending Um, I've paid up to 70 cents on a dollar but I will pass if it does not fit because there are a lot of factors into buying property you want to make sure you're buying it right and that you have room to bring your price down room to spend more on renovations that were unexpected there's a lot of things that you need to factor in so you need to make sure that there's a decent margin there but all things said you buy it at 70 cents on the dollar. Okay, so 200,000, 70 cents on the dollar. Uh, that's, uh, what is that, $60,000 off. So 140 would be the 70 cent on the dollar mark. And let's say your renovations were 20, now let's say your renovations were were $30,000. you buy the house for 110. You can maybe buy it for 100 at that point make sure uh, the numbers are correct. And say you do buy it for $100,000, you're gonna put $50,000 into it, you're gonna sell it and you're gonna profit $50,000. You have taxes, you have other expenses that you have to factor in as well, advertising costs, so on and so forth. But for argument's sake, you simply go out, if you're gonna do a probate deal, you simply go out, get the information, find the address, send a letter to the to the person that's in charge of the property, Go look at the property, evaluate it, contact the professionals that are gonna give you the numbers you need, pull all the data together, figure out what the buy price is going to be, offer them somewhere between 50 and 60 cents on the dollar, knowing that 70 is the lowest you can go, but you also have to cover for your repair costs and everything else. So 70 cents on the dollar minus renovations. That's a good, safe number for an investor that's going to buy, fix, and sell. Me as a wholesaler, when I put my wholesaler hat on, I have to buy them much deeper than that to offer them to an investor that's going to make a good deal and to have enough skin in the game to where I profit as well. So um, the more I explain this, the more I realize that people that have not done this are going to need more explanation. But really, it's just... It's it's straightforward. It's very straightforward. Um, you can you can spend three thousand dollars in a probate program, or you can educate yourself with a book, run some financials, do a little bit of YouTube research, talk to an investor that's done it before, get some general ideas, go out there, hold appointments, and try to make some deals. The most important thing you can ever do is to just get out there and make a deal happen by contacting sellers of properties, sitting in front of them face to face, mask or not. Not meaning after the COVID's done, but you know you're gonna have to wear a mask right now, which is gonna hamper things a little bit. But uh, you know you can call them, you can do a Zoom meeting, you can you can drive the property, you can do some Google searches on it, you can. You can do all kinds of uh, all kinds of things to get in front of a property and see what it's worth, and make an offer, and go from there. You know, once you have that contract in hand, you own, you you control everything. The most important person, the highest echelon of of this business, is the contract owner. The person who owns a contract on a property that has bought it right, that has it under contract rather, at the right price, runs the show. So now you have people that are willing to finance you, you have partners that are willing to come in with you, you have agents that will are anxiously awaiting when you sell it because they want to represent you now, they owe you something. Um, if they're going to make a commission off you in the future, they should help you now. They should help you evaluate what it's worth right now. They should help you get in contact with contractors that are going to give you a fair and reasonable and accurate price, most importantly, accurate as possible on what's going to cost to renovate it, on what it should have for renovations, you know, what, what should be done um, and how much should that cost. So um, if, if these agent, if the agent or consultant or someone else that has a vested interest in your success um, in the future when you sell it, if they help you now before you bought it, they're the ones you want to stick with. If they don't help you now, they're not the ones you want to stick with. They weren't there when it was a possibility. They're only there when it was a guarantee. And if you just want someone there to have a guaranteed sell, there's a, there's a trillion people out there, go for the lowest price point. But if someone's going to step in and help you out before you get the house under contract, and they're willing to take that chance and put some time and and sweat equity into you, they deserve a full commission, and you should pay them. You should pay them more than a full commission. You should give them an extra bonus for helping you out. They um, they they they're on your side, and they're helping you before there's any guarantee of of profits. So you know, gather your resources, gather your your people, your team. Um, educate yourself to some degree but just go out there and make a deal happen so anyway that's that's my experience with probate and uh, all this other explanation I'm I'm talking about now is really just you know operational and motivational stuff just from my experience but uh, hopefully this was helpful probate's work Um, this was my experience with probate's